Special purpose acquisition company Novus Capital has found its acquisition target, its energy vault, soon to be a publicly traded business. Let's dive into what they do. Joining us, Rob Picconi is the co-founder and chief executive officer at Energy Vault. Rob, congratulations and thank you for being here. Thanks, Oliver, good to be here. Okay, so what does your business do? From what I understand, you've got something that looks kind of like a windmill and you store energy. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, we take uh, excess wind and solar energy and we store it through the raising and lowering of large composite bricks. So very similar to pumped hydroelectric dams that today is 90% of all energy storage. So instead of using uh, water, we've developed these uh, environmentally friendly composite bricks that we make from soil. We take that excess wind and solar uh, that's produced when the demand isn't there on the grid and we store it through uh, raising those bricks up. And then when the grid needs it, we lower those bricks and it discharges the electricity back to the grid. Bricks, okay, so what do you mean by bricks? I mean, that's what I'm saying, it kinda looks like a windmill, but it kinda doesn't. So is this potential energy that then you're releasing? What, how are you capturing the energy? What's the, uh, walk me through that specifically, the connection between the lowering of these bricks. Sure, yeah, it's all potential energy. So when we take that excess wind and solar energy, when it's not needed by the grid, it turns motors and raises these composite bricks that are made locally from the soil. So we minimize any transportation GHGs. Uh, and uh, essentially that, that potential energy, when that brick's at height, so it goes back to your physics classes, you might remember, uh -huh. when that brick or weight is sitting at height, it's all potential energy. And then when the grid needs it, we use software, uh, fully AI and machine vision, computerized control software that will lower those bricks, turns those motors and generates electricity. Okay, so is it that you can operate this uh, pseudo windmill-like energy uh, machine that produces with less energy wasted through the mechanics? Is that what's happening here? Yeah, actually a few different things. So one is um, we can do this at a cost point in economics that's very, very inexpensive. So okay. uh, the levelized cost is very cheap because we're using soil, we're using software wow. uh, and leveraging the physical design. Um, so this is part of the part of the innovation here uh, that we're uh, that we're delivering to the market. And it's environmentally friendly. This is fundamental for us. So we aren't using scarce metals. We don't have any safety or, or operating issues uh, of fire or chemical issues. Uh, we can do this very safely and, and build these out where there's wind or solar or industrial sites like coal plants, for example, that are making that transition. So just to be clear, I wanna make sure I'm not oversimplifying, but kind of at the risk of doing so here. Um, if you have this machine that's able to turn and generate energy, but it requires an input energy as well to get it going, the bricks are replacing that and thus you're getting more out of it at a lower cost. Is that a fair description? Yeah, fundamentally, uh, you've got it. You've okay. got it. That, that excess energy we use to essentially store at height with these bricks. It's all potential energy. Huh. And then when it's needed, uh, we just discharge that right back to the grid. So how long have you been doing this and uh, how expensive is it to build these things originally? Because, I mean, making bricks go up and down. I mean, it sounds like they're pretty fancy bricks. This is not like housing bricks you found on the street, but the idea is shockingly simple, uh, capturing potential energy to reduce your uh, your waste. Yeah, we started the company four years ago. So from Idea Lab, which is based here in Southern California, uh, and then developed immediately a prototype to do this. So when we 
confirmed both the structure and the building of this composite brick. We work with Semex, which is one of the largest mm -hmm. material companies mm -hmm. in the world in their material science lab, so we could do this sustainably. We didn't want to use concrete. Concrete is not only too expensive, but also it's not good for the environment. So we're able to use 96% soil to make that composite brick that's 35 metric tons, and we wow. make many of them uh, to store the energy. So we, uh, we built the prototype. We then went to commercial scale. We had so much interest from customers globally, literally across five continents. We went right to commercial scale that we finished connected to the grid last year, July 2020, uh, and then essentially signed uh, contracts with customers. We've signed eight agreements. Uh, that's that's for uh, $368 million. We have 18 others in progress. Uh, and we recently announced, as, as you may have seen, agreements with uh, Saudi Aramco Energy Ventures. Saw that. As a large, yeah, and uh, also NL Green Power. NL is the largest uh, independent power producer in the world with almost 50 gigawatts of wind and solar. Uh -huh. So having those two as uh, obviously nice validations from a customer perspective is real exciting. Okay, so Rob, uh, those agreements are to build these in what do you call them? I don't want to call them windmills. They're obviously way more <laughs> cool. So what are they yeah. called, number one? Well, we're, we're, there are energy storage systems. Um, in fact, the, the new platform that we're building is actually uh, takes that technology that you see in that rotating crane that does look uh -huh. like a windmill, uh, and we're packaging that now in a much smaller form factor that basically is just huh. a building. So think about vertical freight elevators of these weights going up and down. Um, so essentially, that's the uh, the new platform. It's called EVX, and that's the basis of all of these uh, agreements. So the the new platform is called EVX, uh, and it's an it's an energy storage system. Okay. All right. This all sounds very cool. I got to say, though, Rob, my one uh, suggestion would be come up with a cooler name for the machine. I mean, it looks awesome, <laughs> but it's energy an energy storage system. Okay. How many do you have up and running right now? And then uh, it sounds like you're going to be building the smaller form factor as well, where you can build for these other uh, investors that want this to, uh, you know, as an uh, addendum to or in addition to their energy production capacities already. Sure. So we built the first commercial scale system last year in Switzerland uh, and had that uh, connected to the grid. That was five megawatts. So that's a large commercial scale. That one was longer duration. And we've contracted now for over 1.2 gigawatt hours. So 1200 megawatt hours of storage capacity uh, for next year and have other agreements coming. So we're going to be building these out in these uh, in these modules now uh, across those eight and then those 18 agreements that are in process. So you'll be seeing quite a few announcements from us uh, as we finalize those with uh, customers and begin our deployments later this year and, and into next year. What does the cost look like and what does the revenue breakdown look like? I mean, uh, right now, uh, not public yet, but it's gonna be a, 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 a very different environment when analysts are starting to look at the bottom line. Uh, not that it's the most important thing if you're in this uh, extreme growth uh, category because it seems like you have a totally different mousetrap than anything out there for storing energy yeah. right now. Uh, what does the, the finance look like in terms of some of these arrangements uh, that you already have or just generally what the money-making process is like for this business? Sure, so essentially we're gonna be building these systems with customers uh, and be commissioning them and then turning them over to customers. That's one business model that we're gonna be using and, okay. and they will own them and operate them. Over time, there's a long-term software and maintenance agreement with those, so that's an additional okay. revenue stream. Our second business model is we will build them, uh, own them, and sign long-term uh, what are called PPAs or power purchase agreements with mm -hmm. utilities 
or with independent power players. So that's another model where we will own it and operate it with other investors. And there's a lot of financing, as you know, for these. But to get to the numbers next year, as you'll see in the plan that's public information now, we have 148 million of recognized revenue. Um, go back to the number I quoted, 368 million already in executed agreements. And we have a lot more underway that will be announced here in the coming months. So we are building uh, just a very large order book of contracts that then we're gonna be executing against and be recognizing revenue against. And to your point, Oliver, you're right, we are at just the beginning of this growth phase. So we are a new emerging growth, but for just a, an amazing market with a lot of spending and market need, and quite frankly, uh, an imperative, a global imperative for us to, to really get renewables replacing fossil fuel. You've seen all, the, all these extreme weather events. Unfortunately, people have lost their lives in those. Uh, we need to decarbonate, uh, decarbonize this planet, and we have a great solution to do that as an alternative and an environmentally yeah. friendly alternative to what's out there. Hey, Rob, last point is that um, all of it, I mean, it looks very advanced. It looks very expensive. It looks very big, too. Uh, it, do you have to have a ton of these things up and running and built for the bottom line to be there? Is there any clear short-term path to profitability? Do you think that's something that is possible within like a, a year or two, or is this like a long haul? Look, a great question. Uh, we build for utility scale. So all of the customers that we're speaking with globally, whether that be utilities, independent power players, or directly large industrial users and consumers of energy that are gonna be building out their own renewable platform, they are all looking at about 50 megawatt hours and above. Our average size of that of the project uh, is gonna be more in the 200 to 250 megawatt hours over time. And to put that into perspective, you're looking at deployments that are gonna be between 30 and $100 million each. So um, uh, as far as profitability goes, as we build those out in scale and get the economies of scale and integrate the technology, then profitability is gonna quickly, quickly follow that. Um, so at large utility scale, we get to some very interesting levelized cost economics. Okay, Rob, really interesting stuff. Uh, thanks for taking the time to explain us all the, uh, the physics behind it as well, in addition to the yeah. business. Best of luck and uh, uh, let's keep in touch. Oliver, thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Rob Picconi joins us, the co-founder and chief executive officer at Energy Vault.